generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Welcome back to Woodstock 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Another Keep the Change podcast. That is a hefty opening. <laughs> Shit, a bloody brick. <laughs> Luke and Mikey with you here. We're going to be talking about getting down with the sickness, down with the bloody banks' interest rates, because they're on the way down, Mikey. It's yeah, exciting. we had a bit of a pullback, eh? About 0.4 of a percent, which is actually quite a big move, really, across the board. Yeah, you get any emails from clients saying, this is good, this is what we want to see. Yeah, there's, a f- I mean, a few people that have got lucky that we've done mortgages for in the last couple of years that are rolling off now and you know pull yep. back it's good timing which is nice um interestingly what i noticed was the phone rang more really literally that quick far out it's like it was like oh they've stopped going up interest rates are the biggest driver of the housing market absolutely yeah i feel um, like you've been trying to teach us that for a long time yeah fuck um, I yeah. thought there was a housing shortage, though. <laughs> Don't start me on that one, mate. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was interesting, eh? And it was interesting looking at uh, one of the banks, ASB's longer longer rates, three, four, and five year that came back a lot. Um, you know, there was a period over the last month or so when those rates were up at like six and a half to seven or whatever, um, and now they're back in like the sort of mid to high fives which is a, a really interesting thing because um, I did a post on it on LinkedIn and stuff like that. Fuck, it got some traction. Jesus. Told, you, you sent yeah. me something else. I was like, get that on fucking social media. Yeah, I said to you, I was like, this is fucking the banks betting on inflation coming down because this is like the yield curve between the one and the five year. I'll explain it, eh? So yeah. what we've seen basically is that the one year rate has dropped a little bit and like let's let's just for simplicity, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but... The one-year rate was at about 5.25, and now it's down at sort of 5, right? Maybe 4.99 or whatever. But the five-year rate was up at, you know, 6.5 to 6.95, and that, that's come back to around 5.79 or 5.89 or somewhere around there. And what's happened is, oh, here we go. You've got your bloody got the rates here, mate. Yeah. Beauty. Yeah, there you go. Oh, shit. It's almost like I know what I'm talking about. They're bang on. So... Um, Basically, what's happened is the five-year fixed-term rate has come down quite a lot, and it's got really a lot closer to the one-year rate. And what that means is longer term, the banks are saying, in a way, they're like, oh, we see inflation going away soon because 
um, you know, that's their that's their bet on on where it's going. So, um, just I'll just interject. So because if inflation keeps going up, interest rates need to keep going up to combat that. Correct, yeah. So then they're manipulating their future interest rates based on what they think inflation's going to be. Yeah, because the trend curve goes up and to the right, right? Yeah. So the longer you take it, the more security you get, and that's going to be that way. But now they're, they're basically saying they can see that curve dropping off down to the down and in terms of the inflation prone, which means we don't need the as higher interest rates to combat the inflation. So then they start selling their own interest rates at a lower rate because yeah. they know they're going to be able to access yeah. cash cheaper. So somewhere. Correct, and we've got this, this one-year to five-year sort of what I call yield curve compression. I mean, when we have interest rates go up and then there's a period of like, <laughs> this sounds funny, but in like 2008, just before the shit hit the fan in the States, we had rates going up quite dramatically and then there was a period where the five-year rate got really cheap so cheap that it was cheaper than the one-year rate so the banks are basically saying you can have the five-year rate and that's the bank saying you can have the five-year rate cheaper than the one-year rate but it's because they know the one-year rate's going back under Gotcha. Yeah. So they knew it was fucked. So five money for five years costs so so f- like bugger all. Correct. So that's actually the the biggest red flag when to choose the one year rate because it's it's about to fucking drop off a cliff. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's called yield curve inversion because we're used to the one year being the cheapest and the five year being the the most expensive, but it rolled over and that's yield curve inversion. And what I was trying to explain in this post this week is that we've got the five-year compressing up towards the one-year. So here we've got 5.25 on the one-year and 5.79 on the five-year. And it was 6.85. Oh, 6.95. 6.95. So it's a Fuck. Yeah, massive difference. Pretty grunty. Yeah, so that's a, a big change and basically an indication that, you know, we might not get the inversion, um, depending on what happens with the economy and inflation and stuff like that. But it is an, an indication that there's a few people betting that we've peaked in inflation. Just quickly, you love this shit, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I could tell. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> now I'm just, I'm just collecting my... Th- your thesis, let's say, has always been that rates will go up for a bit and then they'll have to come down, eh? Yeah, so yeah. I think that rates are on the, on the track that they were going and how fast it was going, um, and the amount of loans in New Zealand, existing loans, not new mortgages coming out to buy properties, existing mortgages that are due to roll off over the next sort of quarter or six months, um, is somewhere around like 30 or 40% of all mortgages. So they're coming off these like 2% rates, and they're all going on to these 5 and 6 or whatever. And I think that pain would be too hard and we're already seeing a contraction in the economy. So we've had a negative GDP quarter. Um, they, that data takes about fucking 300 years to come out, but we're due another one in September, I think. Um, and if we have the contraction in the economy and all of that, uh, I guess it's credit crunch, people going from taking their money to, from cafes and shopping centres to go and pay their 30% increase on their mortgages, I think that that will force the Reserve Bank's hand to lower the rates. Um, even if we still had inflation as a problem, that was my initial thought. But the Reserve Bank chief economist answered a few of my questions the other day. Yes, we should probably play those, eh? Yeah, pull it up, because it's quite an interesting... uh, Did you get that out of the... (coughs) I think the Reserve Bank have actually got their own podcast... 
I saw it on the Reserve Bank's LinkedIn page, I believe, and it was at about <laughs> 4 minute 40. I started searching Reserve Bank of New Zealand on Spotify. The first thing that comes up is the Reserve Bank destroying the New Zealand economy. <laughs> <laughs> the New Zealand Guide to Financial Freedom. I didn't even know that podcast um, existed. But like those questions that I asked, and, and one of them was around, we've got a really, make sure I get this around the right way, a really low unemployment rate. Uh, it was at 3.2% in it, and now it's at 3.3%, which is historically really low. It means that a lot of people in the economy are employed, right? And that gives the Reserve Bank room to continue to tighten and continue to raise rates and fight inflation because it means that people aren't losing their jobs. So just to try and keep it simple. So they can sort of keep doing that until they see that data increase. And if unemployment starts to rise, that's a concern. That means that one of their mandates, which is maximum sustainable employment, is not being met. And inflation's not being sorted. Yeah. Um, so they've got they've got a bit of a balancing act on their hands there. But my thesis was always that uh, that we probably would see the unemployment number start to increase before inflation was under the contr- under control. Rates would have to come down, and then as it stimulated again, I thought they'd go back up. So we'd have a bit of a or a dead cat bounce in rates sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, interesting, interesting to see the banks do this now with their rates because um, it's, quite, it's quite exciting for people because they just, like at the moment, for a long, for the last few months, it's just been more pain, more pain, more pain. It's like, fuck, yeah. when is this ending? Um, and normally when everyone's talking about max pain, that's when, it, that's when I start, like, being a contrarian and thinking the other way. <laughs> Yeah, because people have gone too far. Yeah, down just there. like in like when I at the top of the housing market last year between August and November, I was like, "Oh, this is ending because it's getting out of control," you know, and it ended up being pretty good timing. Um, just sort of think the opposite of the massive crowd, and you're normally not far off. Um, <clears throat> but these rates right now, if I was going to take a, a rate on my own mortgage, um, I'd probably look at the short term stuff, and because you're because of that compression further. Yeah, I'd say that if it'll roll over in 12 months' time, you might get a lower one-year rate. Yeah. It's still very hard to predict because, you know, um, there's a lot of moving parts to it, but it's quite a probably a positive thing for people to see. I've just found this. It's taken me oh, it's 10 minutes. Do you know how far into it? Oh, the economist from the Reserve Bank? Yeah, I'm the last sort of five or six minutes. Because Rebet texts me and said, um, he's like, Jesse Dow wants to know. Question Paul answered your question. Global trends, which yeah. Will shape the economy, so if you go, I think it's about four minutes thirty or something is when he starts asking my ones. Um, housing people might not like them because I was. Mitigate and adapt. To- Shit, fuck. I love it. Climate change, geopolitical. Here we go. Next question uh, from yep. Ru- <laughs> classic from <laughs> Ruth McLeod. Oh no, uh, she's one the after that. Trade Commissioner here in San Francisco. Actually, she's currently uh, on a beach in Italy. I think. CCBDCs are uh, pretty okay. Coming yeah, in fuck, hot. he starts oh, talking about is it your view that tax cuts can increase inflation? Our media seems to have a hold on this. Historically speaking, this isn't true and doesn't have correlation unless they are large and sustained. Tax cuts seem to correlate to more productivity, business investment, and employment, which would be a nice thing, right? Question mark. So, is it your view that tax cuts can increase inflation? Um, well, I think. Got like, not, 
Well, if, if you're moving from a high-tax regime to a low-tax regime, like people... Sorry, I should just say, this is the Chief Economist for the Reserve Bank of New Zealand. Yes, <laughs> answering <laughs> my questions. Because <laughs> Rebet is interviewing him, a bloke I know, and I saw that he was going to be interviewing him. He's like, does any, do any New Zealanders have questions for... I saw this and was like, at Mikey, fucking get on here. because <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I love this shit. Yeah, I'm like, I guarantee you Rebet will ask you questions. So here, here is uh, Paul Conway have more money in their pocket, so they're more inclined to get out and spend it. So that transition from high tax to low tax could equal more spending, more demand in the economy, and therefore more inflation, all else equal. Uh, but once those changes have worked themselves through the system, there, there's no reason you know, to think, well, well, certainly we don't see you know, countries with low tax regimes uh, you know, don't typically have more ta- uh, inflation than countries with high tax regimes. So there isn't really uh, a, a, a link there. Uh, in terms of taxes and productivity, I should say, you know, low taxes are not just sort of a magic bullet uh, that'll fix productivity. I think the tax system does have an impact on productivity, but it's not just sort of lower them and everything comes right. It's much more complex than that. Uh, and there's plenty of countries in the world, I uh, think of Scandinavia, that have very high taxes um, but perform very well economically and have very strong well-being as well. Oh, there you go. All right. Uh, second question. Uh, if we continue to see a contraction in the economy, can you say that high employment rates allow you to continue tightening? And does that also mean that if we see increasing unemployment figures from here, could you reverse course and begin easing again? Mm. Yeah, so this is a hot. pretty relevant question. Yeah, he is. He's coming in hot. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the labour market is vitally important uh, for us at the moment, and it is super hot. Um, you know, your cafe guy can't get anyone to come and pour, make coffee for him. You know, that's a story that's happening all over the motu at, at the moment. Uh, and I think, you know, that tight labour market, the fact that everybody's got a job, uh, I think is one of the reasons why we should be able to get inflation back down in the box without too much pain uh, on the real side of the economy. You know, it'd be great if we could, you know, there's, there's more vacancies in the New Zealand labour market at the moment than there are, or, you know, unemployed people. So it'd be great if we could sort of get the squeeze coming in terms of vacancies, in terms of people uh, losing their jobs. Let's see what what happens. Uh, in terms of reversing course, you know, we're always, every six weeks, we get another swing at it. So if we saw the labour market or unemployment unexpectedly shooting up and, you know, all the rest of it, absolutely, we're pragmatic. Central bank, we would, uh, you know, reconsider our rate path for, or our path for interest rates. There you go. And last one before we go, uh, Mickey Smith, still coming in hot. He said, house prices <laughs> seem to be seem to still be toppy. Uh, price to <laughs> income is nine or ten times, though rapidly changing. What level would you like yeah. to see this in an ideal world? I like the sound of four, five, or six X with the rates that benefit savers. More so businesses don't feel like a house will return better than their day-to-day doings. Uh, in turn, they invest back into themselves. Can we hope for this one day? Cheers, legends. There you go. So he's coming in hot, but he's giving you some props at the end. What are your thoughts there? That's nice. There was an S on that legends. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah, I I think I I think we can get house prices to uh, income ratios back down to more reasonable, more affordable levels, which which does seem to be around that more four, five, six. Whereas in you know New Zealand, on average, it's more eight, nine, and in some of the bigger cities, it's 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 even more ridiculous. You know, you can either do that by uh, getting a contraction in the housing market, and we're seeing you know housing come off what is it eight percent 
nationally uh, since last November and more in some of the larger cities. Uh, or you can get it through lifting our income. So again, getting us back into that uh, that better productivity story. And I, you know, there's, you know, there's, there's other questions about that productivity story that you know maybe we can answer them. I know we're running out of time, but uh, maybe next week I've got a few things I want to talk about next week. But maybe Your we Paul, can eh? crack at answering some of the questions we didn't get about to this it, week mate. as well. There's <coughs> yeah. some good ones. Yeah, there was a great idea putting that putting that out there to see what people yeah. wanted us to talk about. He's, I, I enjoy him, eh? I've only it's interesting how they've basically given him free reign to go and talk to the public. 100%. I found yeah. this interesting too. Because yeah. that's never happened before. Yeah. And he's, um, he's pretty out there and he's massive on productivity. Like letting a random, uh, one of New Zealand's best mortgage brokers, ask you questions like that yeah. <laughs> is, is interesting, eh? Like I've basically got been given access to talk to someone at the Reserve Bank there. Yeah, it's cool, eh? Yeah, yeah. So um, legend, Rebet, for sorting that out. That's cool, mate. Thank you for asking those. But... Yeah, it was interesting how he answered them. I think I'm kind of on the same page the way that, I, that I'm thinking. Like, but you can tell that they're unsure as well. Like, he's mm. unsure. He's like, we're trying. You could hear him. He's like, hopefully we can do it tight and, and not have a but. fucking deep recession. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's what they're trying to do, get inflation under control and create that soft landing, which would be the dream result. Um, but, yeah, I think he answered the questions pretty well. There was nothing too unexpected there. He is... Uh, like that interview that you probably sent me a couple of weeks ago, you can tell that he's probably a little bit anti-housing market and pro-pro-productivity. Yeah. He probably wants uh, New Zealand business and he's keen on having a, a more of a leading tech sector and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, I mean, I, I probably share similar views to that. Um, but yeah, it was cool, cool to get his opinion and like he said he's they're pragmatic they get another throw at the OCR every six weeks and if they see something change they'll do it I wonder if he'll become the governor and this is building up the profile on the way there well interestingly I watched an interview with him I think it was one with Jack actually oh yeah and um he said in that interview he's like I've just watched houses be this one-way bet and productivity not get any better and the gap like between wages and housing and things like that get so wide that I'm I'm 50 years old or something now, and I need to do something about it. That's right, eh? He yeah. was like, it's um, like he, he's like I've I don't I've got a limited amount of time left, and I really need to make something help, help here. I need to feel like I've helped. Yeah, and that's so why he's, he's taken this role. Mm. Yeah, he's ex BNZ economist, I think, one of them. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, interesting guy. I think good man for answering the questions. I'll mm. probably ask him some more in the future. But yeah, it's pretty along the lines of what I see. I think um, they will. That's basically a green light to say that they will drop rates. Yeah. If if the time comes, they they don't have any PTSD from dropping rates in COVID. Um, they're they're basically saying, yeah, we will we will flip a switch and turn around if we have to. So they can give p- people comfort with mortgages, saying, but just basically say they're not going to go up forever. Yeah. And we're probably not going to get to like ten percent or something stupid. They're probably going to react to the economy and the jobs and stuff, um, and, and bring them down if we had to. And on the um, on me being fascinated with marketing, like the Reserve Bank's a soft pink now. This is a Shearsies pink. It's a pink that yeah, it is Shearsies pink, hey. The boys get paid, lads used as well yeah. on their app. Um, yeah, it's just a sexy wee pink. I can't remember what it's actually called, but I reckon they're on a mission to restore credibility. Yeah, <laughs> and, and brand themselves up a bit and make it a bit like oh, you know, there's a been a big oh fuck, who's the Reserve Bank? What's going on here? Like they've been in the spotlight because of what's been going on. I can give them some advice around that. Here we go. Don't worry about your pink labelling. Sort out inflation. <laughs> yeah, good. 
and that's it. Just sort out Restore inflation. your credibility. Thanks, sort Mr. out Luxon. inflation and look like you're doing it independently from the government like you're meant to. Did you write that down at the National Party Conference? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't no, think they would. I don't think the National Party would be independent from them either. I think government's yeah. government's, mate. Um, so the question, as we always have to you, mate, is can people still get a mortgage? Mm. So I think some interesting numbers from June. Um, I've told a few people it was it was pretty quiet. Not as quiet as the data said, though. Holy shit. So June, I saw something, I think it was from the Reserve Bank, saying that June was the lowest month of mortgages settled since they started recording the data. Broken record. Shit. So basically from Hero in November last year to the lowest ever amount of mortgage. I mean, that just tells me that the market's gone completely dead, right? Yeah. And there's pockets of, of um, places that are doing good. Um, so I I reckon July might be the same. I reckon July's been pretty quiet too. But in terms of getting a mortgage, I, I've personally felt the pickup as soon as the rates changed. Um, June, we had some easing of those triple CFA rules and... Man, I can tell you it's much nicer doing a home loan application with some banks at the moment and the way that um, they're looking at it and treating those rules and it's easier on the client because we're, you know, having more fun in our meetings rather than explaining why we do this and this. Yep. Um, but yeah, 100%, still get a mortgage. Borrowing amounts um, are not getting better. So <clears throat> like I've said before, when we do a mortgage application, you know, the interest rate, the one-year rate might be 5.25%. The one they're putting in the calculator might have been uh, 7.65. That's it probably now at 7.85, so that rate's gone up. So reducing the amount you can borrow. The based test on rate still yep, going up. Yeah, that's yep. a bit higher um, based on the same income. So, yeah, there's still, there's still things that are making contraction happen. Um, but the man in the street seems to feel a little bit better. Yeah. I always watch that. I always talk to real estate agents to see how they're going, and a few things seem to have gone through. And so I don't want to call a bottom because I don't, I don't know, but it definitely feels like we might um, just sort of have more normal normality throughout the rest of the year. Yep. And it might just plateau and run sideways, and people can start buying houses because they want to live in them again. <laughs> <laughs> Not fucking speculating. Yeah. FOMO it up. Does do people need to be mindful of anything? a route before going for a mortgage that they haven't previously or any any sort of hot tax uh, there? Usual stuff, man. Get rid of your personal loans. Credit card limits don't need to be twenty five grand. You can use a two thousand dollar limit. Um and afterpays and how they get assessed now, they're just they're just really bad for your loan application. They just they just make you uh they reduce your borrowing capacity. Do they? Yeah. And yeah. you know, you can look at it as a as a person like a client would look at it and say, but it costs me nothing and I could afford the product anyway. Um, and it's the same with credit card. I always pay it off every month though. Yeah, It's not that. It's the fact that they can look at it and be like, you've got a 25 grand limit. We could give you this loan approval and then you could go and spend the 20 grand. Gotcha. And then you won't be able to pay that off every month because 20 grand you can't. Yeah. So that's the way that they look at it. Just be, be aware of it. Um, Mortgage brokers, we're not being assholes when we tell you you have to drop your credit card down and not telling you that you're bad with your spending or anything. It's just the way that it gets assessed. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. That's So what the <coughs> fuck is up with all these people that comment on my Instagram and TikTok and stuff and they say to me, but, 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 credit cards buy now pay that are real good for my credit score. 
Oh fuck, I don't know. Is that American? Like, who's teaching people this? Even shit? in Australia, I've never looked at my credit score, and I don't feel like anyone ever has asked me for it. It's a real. I don't know where it's come from, um, but it's it is real not true. Loud. It's like not true. A, <clears throat> if we we should do a whole pot on it, man. If we send in a loan application to the bank and the person has no credit history, so they're not even in the system almost. Yeah, that's a good thing here. All, we, all I do is tell the bank they've never had any debt in the past. They've never had a credit card. They've lived on an FPOS card. You don't know who they are because they're so good at it. Yeah. And the banks love it because it's a responsible. Perfect, perfect bill of health, yeah. yeah. Something's happened because over in Australia, I've, I've heard my mates saying they go and get a car on finance, prove they can do the payments, and then when it's paid off, they go and get their home loan. And it's very American to have a credit history and mm. use credit cards so you get a, so you increase your credit score so you have more of a chance of getting a loan app. It is fucking false here. Nice. You do not need that stuff. You do not need that. If you have a bad credit report, it, they'll find that. If you mm. have defaults or missed payments or anything in that, they will find that in their comprehensive credit check. But if you have no credit history... Fucking beautiful. Do people come to you and they're like, oh, Mikey, my credit score is fucking 82 or whatever the score is. We hear are. about it more and more now, yeah. Are you like, cool, mate, shush. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't just, yeah. You, yeah, bizarre. I mean, I've never, ever checked my credit score personally. I need um, to do a keep the change on it, but I almost feel like I don't know enough about it to actually... We should contact Centrix and see if they want to join, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a false thing saying that you need to get a credit card or need to get a car loan to get some credit history. We do not need that. We In a loan application, we give the bank the basic um, information around the numbers in the loan, <clears throat> and then we do a thing called a diary note at the bottom, and it's really important, and it's the client character, what we talked about, your financial history, you know, where you've worked for the last few years, a, a ba- basically your, your sort of life and, and what it's looking like in the next 12 months and moving forward. And that's it. Yeah. There's no there's no trick to having a high credit score that will help you get an approval or anything. Credit um, scores, lady and ge- ladies and gentlemen, full of shit. Yeah. Don't don't just yeah, just don't get a bad one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh really good point you make there about buy now, pay later credit cards, decreasing your borrowing capacity. People you know, people will be in that same mindset with this credit score shit of like, Oh yeah, but I've always paid it on time or I've like I'm using the bank's money, like there's all these things people think Get air points. Yeah, get my air points, uh, but you're statistically likely to spend more and then waste more time because you're like, Oh lads, I'll get this bill, but then you guys all need to pay me. Oh yeah, what's your bank account details? Oh bro, you haven't paid me. Do you not value your fucking time <laughs> and productivity? Oh, but I got the fucking three air points though. <laughs> Fuck seriously, earn some more money and pay for your flight instead. Maybe yeah. fucking flip your thinking and do it that way. Anyway, um but you're saying Saying, yes, but the bank look at that and go, cool, but we don't want you to have a $10,000 credit card because we know you might get pissed on a bender and shout the uh, entire bar. stag do or <laughs> bar and end up with three grand debt to bloody s- exactly, yeah. Taupo Malone's or whatever it's called there. And uh, <laughs> I mean, I've just got off a couple of stories I can recall in my head. And then you can't repay those, and all of a sudden, pss, you know, there's a 300 bucks of interest, or you got pissed up and you drew some money off it at some stage, and oh, whack, there's a, a fucking massive fee on it, and interest is now accruing at 20.95%. Exactly, and then, it, and then it gets hard to get on top of, especially if you've just taken out a mortgage as well, right? Yeah. So that's what they're basically assessing for, the worst-case scenario, not... Not looking at it being like, oh, this guy's good, he always pays it off. They're just saying, in case you did this yeah. and went and rinsed 20 grand on a party in Taupo, yeah. you'd be in trouble, so make that limit two grand, you know? It's funny how people think like that too, like, oh, yeah, but I always paid off on time, like, I'm using them, etc. which yeah, I, I get that, and, you know, I've had my years of that, but I've just never felt better not having that shit, but 
and the bank are like, yeah, but the reason we keep increasing your limit and letting you have it is because we're waiting for the day where you fuck this up. Because statistically, we know. <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah. I've got the data back here. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think we're still offering it as a product? Because we can make money out of your mistakes. I feel like that must be the same as offset mortgages. Because if you've got a $100,000 offset mortgage and you've got a hundred grand in savings, you end up paying 0% interest on the offset, right? Yeah. But surely the stats would say that if you've got a hundred grand in your account, you're going to go buy a nice car at some point, and then you start paying a higher interest rate. Well, look at what I did. You know, I had the credit <laughs> card, and I was like taking the money off the credit card, offsetting the mortgage, and then I got <laughs> fell into the trap of like, ah, fuck it. You know, I just spent a thousand of it, then it was two thousand, <laughs> it was three thousand. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh shit, yeah. that, I've only got two thousand credit left on it. I'm like, so I've spent thirteen fifteenths of it. Well, the credit report's going down the drain. <laughs> but. Since then, I've never said someone say like, "Oh, hey, you fucking you ruined your credit score or something." I'm like, nah. oh, I just don't know where it that's does come from. up. Like we we have um, things that like uh, the most common one I actually see, and this is quite good for people to know, is when people have been in a flatting scenario, and maybe that's them that's on the lease, right? And then they've got a whole lot of other flatmates, so there might be five five of the boys, you know, saying, and, and then the head tenant wants to like move out or go and stay with his, you know, live with his missus moving on or whatever. And then the boys don't pay the telecom bill or the spark oh, no, bill or anything, but it's no. in his name. Yeah. And then he doesn't know about it or she doesn't know about it. And then that's when the, the Baycorp thing comes out and then it's and then that goes on the credit report because they defaulted on their bill. That's the most common one. It's easily fixed. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. As long as you settle the problem, pay it off, get it done, get a confirmation that it's paid and we've got a good explanation that we can take to the bank in a scenario like that, the bank will be okay with it. Nice. But I mean, it's a it's if you rock into the bank and they just find it, they'll use that as a reason to say no if you can't explain the situation. Yeah. So you've just got to be aware of your surroundings in those types of scenarios. People need to remember that banks are trying to find reasons to lend you money, not yeah. to not lend you they, money. They are just bound by regulation. Yeah. Um, they want you to take out a mortgage and pay them interest. Yep. Um, but they're bound by regulation, and, and some of it's fair enough. And, like, if you've got a they, – they also calculate risk. So if you've got a history of not paying your, your Vodafone bill, they're like, ah, oh, this is this indicates its character means he won't pay his mortgage. So you want to get all that shit sorted yep. um, and be responsible with your finances before you do it. Be a better human. Mate, as always, very insightful. Can we still get a mortgage in July? The answer is yes, of course, but in June and July, we saw a number of people not taking any mortgages. Not taking does, that, mortgages. does that include like refinances as well in those figures? Yeah, that's the problem. I was talking to someone about it, and I don't fully know. Yeah, okay. So I'm, I'm trying to find out more about it, but it's hard data to find, man. Yeah. Um, I would assume that if, a, if someone's moving from bank to bank, you know, Technically, that's a settled mortgage, um, but it's also a drop-off mortgage. So, do they do they net that out, or I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I'll try and find it out and get back. But regardless, being the lowest ever in history is quite phenomenal. Yeah, definitely. Mm. It's going to be interesting to see where it goes in the July and August, like you say, because people will call that the bottom. Perhaps if rates roll over and they stay sustained at this level for a little while. I mean, we've got the Reserve Bank saying they're probably going to do a 0.75 hike. At the next meeting, yeah, and the banks have just been like, "Cool, we'll just chop half a percent out of these rates." Yeah. So it's a it's a funny one to watch. Mm. Mm. It's, it's exciting for me. I love it. Yeah, I bet <laughs> keeping you up back at yeah. all hours. <laughs> Too much going on. Yeah, awesome, mate. Thank you for that insight there. For for the moment, uh, rates seem to be going backwards and going down, which will be exciting for a number of people out mm. there. 
especially those disturbed lovers out there. <laughs> <laughs>